0: to out on a limb podcast with your hosts will and allison and samantha and today we're going to talk about death however death doesn't exist so how do you talk about something that doesn't exist (laughs) that is a paradox that we're going to cover today (laughs) along with many other tangents i'm sure that we're going to go on right
1: i have no idea but yes
0: (laughs) so i think that if you're watching tangents we love our tangents. Oh. We're defined by our tangents. <laughs> Are we? Yes. Uh, we're uh, by we're our, very tangential. Thought, our
1: rabbit holes. I thought we're defined by our character, but I guess not.
0: Yeah. We, and, Our show is defined by all of the rabbit holes and the yeah. tangents that we go down. But if you're watching this show, then my guess is you understand what I mean when I say death doesn't exist, which simply means it's a transition point. The physical body is no longer needed. The energetic body does not die. It just trans transitions it changes form mm-hmm. and then it comes back and chooses another body if it wants so i know samantha you had some interesting things happen with clients recently or or some information that you wanted to share with everybody about the spirit realm and lucid visitations so oh. for example when death does happen okay when when somebody has transitioned and they're now in the spirit mm-hmm. and those are a lot of the people that you work with spirit people and They're, they're humans, the humans that (laughs) wish to connect with those spirit people. Right. Yeah. Uh, not only do they connect in a mediumship session with you, they also
2: connect with their loved ones via lucid dreaming
0: types of things. Right. Mm -hmm. And when
2: you say lucid dreaming, it's just where, you know, I always talk about visitations are not dreams. They're two totally different things because Mm -hmm. it's usually that there's a setup. There's a concrete space of something happening and it's very intense and real and um it, to me it's like timeless like time stops mm. and you're in this bubble with whoever it is so it's it's more of a a closed experience okay. is that right to say that um it's it's a very intimate experience mm-hmm. at least how, how i've seen it um and i've had one i've had one in particular that was shared um There were seven of us in, I think seven of us in this um, friendship group growing up. And one of our friends died when she was, excuse me, she was, I think, 26, Mm. 25 or 26. And it hit us so strongly. And all of us, um, she came to visit all of us. And it never occurred to us to talk about it until one time somebody brought it up. And we each go, oh, my gosh, wait, I've had that experience too. Oh, wow. And the thing is each of the experiences were exactly the same in the sense of how it felt Mm -hmm. that it was a one-on-one situation Mm -hmm. that it either took place in like a living room or like a bedroom, um, that there were, it it was a very pristine kind of setting, which was unusual. Mm -hmm. I haven't always had pristine settings. Um, and you know, we, we didn't move our mouths. But we knew that important information was being shared back and forth.
1: Right, 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 right.
2: Yeah. And so is, you know, like that's cool. Like when it just happens to yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go, wow. But when you can share it with others, you're like, ooh, that's a phenomenon. <laughs> For sure. Like really cool. Yeah. And
0: isn't it, it's my understanding that if it's recent that someone has passed and you're trying to communicate or you're trying to get information from that loved one, it's a little difficult if you're still in grief.
2: Yes. Is that what you understand? Yeah. You know, I find this interesting because so when somebody, okay. If you're, say you're going through the day, the person that you, you know, loved one care about, they've transitioned and you're going about your day. And all of a sudden you just get that overwhelming sense. And you want to cry. What I've learned is that that's because that soul has drawn near to you Mm. and you still haven't come to terms. Like you're sensing their energy. It's not that they just suddenly came on your mind. Like you suddenly right. thought of them is that they're suddenly in your um, sphere. They're meeting you at a time where they feel like you're emotionally balanced.
1: Yeah. yeah. And
2: yet you aren't, you, you can feel their presence. You're not understanding that that's what's happening, but it brings still, up the emotions. Yeah. You still <laughs> feel that separation. And so you go into grief and you start to cry and they back off. You know, so like there's a they because the last thing Mm -hmm. they want to do is create more pain for you. Right. Right. They want you to heal. Mm -hmm. So then that's why you won't feel them around you because. You haven't resolved that separation yet. Mm-hmm. It's it's a mm-hmm. it's
0: a tough thing. And sometimes going to see a, an evidential medium can be helpful in alleviating some of that grief. If any of you are experiencing grief from the passing of a loved one,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and and you have yeah. a hard time connecting yourself, because you can connect yourself, and you yeah. will if you want to. Um, but until that point, an evidential medium who can give you direct evidence that they're connecting with your loved one yeah. and share a message from them can be really healing. Yes. Okay.
2: And so what's the number one question people ask when they come to an evidential medium? Like, like I, I, I start. With... Uh, I know, I know, I know, I know. What is it?
0: Can you see me when I go to the bathroom? <laughs>
1: God, I oh, hope so. not.
2: Or when I'm showering. <laughs> no. In fact, no one <laughs> has ever asked me that. I love it. Um, no, when I say, hey, they're around you. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah,
0: right. not interested in well, that. I've heard people that. joke about that because they're concerned. Like, uh, can you see me when I'm naked? Right, That's so
1: funny. Right.
2: No, the number one thing they want in now. They
1: make me think twice now every time I yeah. get ready for the shower.
2: But They always ask. Um, are they okay? Yeah. I just need to like, that will be the whole reason they come to see me is I just need to know they're okay.
0: Or similarly, it, did they suffer pain when they died?
2: No, 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 this, no. no this, yeah, the, I, this is the top one mm-hmm. is I need to know they're okay. Right. And when they say that it's really hard. Cause I just want to go, well, you didn't even here. let me give you your money back. Like, you know, <laughs> they're always okay. Yeah. They're great. They're doing fabulous. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, then the next one is, you know, did they mm-hmm. I, I don't have people ask that as much just because I think that they kind of want to know, but they don't, don't want to know, know, like split energy mm-hmm. on that one. Um, because then they will feel guilty if they did. They want to be reassured that right. they didn't feel pain.
0: Well, or, I think they would always I be told, guilty. at least this is our understanding. We've seen mediumship sessions or <laughs> had our own clients, they always are told that the spirit kind of separates from the body beforehand and they don't experience any of that.
1: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so
2: right the before body, the,
1: the p- passing, the body may seem like it's going through that, but they're not, they're, they're not, not experiencing like, it. Energetically, well.
2: they're not, there, so. there is some discomfort that i sense. like, okay, so um, I'm super fortunate. And when I connect with someone who's crossed over one of the things, this has been, sh- I'm always shifting with this stuff, but what they would show me is, and they would connect me to that moment you know, of, of death and, um, or transition. And so I get to feel it in the body and, you know, and so I have to acknowledge it so that I get it to move on. Yeah. So there is like, you know, there is stuff that they do feel like a a lot of times it's chest congestion. Mm -hmm. Like you'll feel a lot of pain here. Um, sometimes, you know, like I, this one I just did recently, I'm like, there's a lot of pressure right here. Like it really is, this is like intense and it yeah. feels like this is the thing that was like impacted. And then this, you know, yeah. like sort of, and it was um, head trauma. Yeah, yeah. So lots of things like that.
1: But I wonder though, you know, and I've, I've experienced that myself where, you know, the, the, the transition point has been traumatic. And so mm-hmm. that's kind of the easiest recognizable thing that they can show me to make the connection for the loved one that's there. Validate, doing right. Yeah. To, mm-hmm. yeah. That validation. But I'm, you know, now that we talk about it, I wonder though, if it's, if it's, if spirit is remembering that trauma, or if it's if it's their pathway to be able to show you, mm-hmm. you know, that's what, what I thought. You know, it's 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 that aspect of of you know spirits not necessarily feeling or no understanding the trauma, but right. they can tap into what took place, and then put that through your filter, so you so you physically understand what took place during that moment, so you can convey that to your sister to that to that person, right? Evidence, yeah. You know? But
2: the only thing that troubles me about that is that. Because what the sitter hears is, "Oh, there was pain," and it's like, but they're you know yes, you have to feel yeah. like they're disconnected from. Yeah. It. That's why I don't like to necessarily go to those sure moments, sure. But they are the most validating because yeah, I it's, mean it's kind of clear
1: cut. And and a lot of times you know when when spirits connecting with me, they want to show that to start with because that was the that was the clear moment that you know my sitter or the client is, is, um, not necessarily there for, but it's the clear connection point, um, so that the rest of the session can continue on mm-hmm. instead of, you know, bringing through bits and pieces of information that, you know, mm, you know, are validating, but they're not yeah. quite as strong as that moment. The, the defining moment of death mm-hmm. or transition is, is, is a lot of times the, the one thing that the sitter or the client can recognize and go, okay, yep, that's so and so. So all right, now I'm okay. Let's move forward.
2: Yeah, because okay. a lot of times they'll show me like, um, how they like to dress. I can't tell yep. you how many men oh, yeah. show up in khaki pants and button yep. down, you know, but when they do that, I get an idea for what like they're, they're giving me an idea of what they did for a right. living. Right,
0: right, right. So that
2: helps. Um, I only had one time for this guy shows up. And he's in jeans. And he's got, you know, this nice like he's got his sleeve rolled up and where oh my God, he was so, I mean, he was so hot. He was so good looking. He had kind of these loose, you know, black, dark hair curls and stuff. And I'm I want to
1: start playing the theme of ghost in here now. So. How?
2: Yeah. I, I just look at the reader or the sitter and I'm just sitting there going, um, how do I say this? And I just said, can I kind of just be light with you? And she goes, yeah. And I said, okay, this guy's like really hot. And she goes, yep, that's him. <laughs> you know, and It's like, Oh
0: yeah.
2: yeah! So that was kind of crazy. That's funny. So yeah, usually at, it's not like that.
0: <laughs> at the time of death, though, there are a lot of questions that yes. the sitter may have. That when mm-hmm. we say sitter, we mean the person coming in yep. for a reading. Yeah, yep. Um, and those are things that I, what I've heard, because I'm not a medium, um, things like did. Like if they were unconscious or in a coma or something like that, did they know we were there? Could they sense our presence? Did they know we were praying for them? Did they feel us holding their hand or with them at the time of transition? Those types of things. Did they see what was going on in the hospital? Did they know mm-hmm. we were there and loving them mm-hmm.
2: through that? Um,
0: you know, what do you think? Have you heard
2: the about general? That? I think the general thing is um depending on the relationship and stuff, and and even that is kind of confusing because. They, you can have a really close relationship, but they will want to hold off until after you leave, you know, to, you cross. mean to actually cross over. Yeah. Oh yeah. They yeah. don't want, you know, that. So um,
0: people, like you were talking before the show, people feel guilty because they stepped out to go get a coffee and they yes, come back and, yes, you know, yes. yeah. And so they, they feel grief on top. I mean, they feel
2: guilt on top of the grief. Yeah. And what, what were some of the, well, okay. Like there was one where, um, this woman had really wanted, she was so close to her grandmother, her grandmother's everything to her. And, um, she, excuse me, she wanted to be in the room with her and I said, um, but she wasn't allowed to be, I think this was during COVID and, um, sorry. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, like you couldn't be like even hardly (laughs) in the hospital, but she was able to be in an observation space, looking in at her like that close. And I started tearing up because they showed me like her, her grandmother was showing me that at the moment of her crossing, she actually had angels around her. Like they were mm-hmm. one, you know, was doing this. It was kind of like a healing before she transitioned mm-hmm. or as she transitioned.
1: Preparing. Yeah. Um,
2: and I've seen this a couple of times now and I get goosebumps every time I talk about it. Cause I feel like it was such a sacred thing that I got to witness mm. and I'm like, no, she wasn't alone because she had, you know, these angels around assisting her in this transition and tears are in my, you know, client's mm-hmm. eyes because she's just like, you know, she was such a godly woman, Mm. you know, she just, and, and for her to have that experience was such a healing thing. But, um, so, you know, even though someone couldn't be right there, generally they're not, it's not a feeling of bereft and loneliness when someone is transitioning that Mm. the person who's transitioning, it's, it's usually, they feel very comforted, encased, um, it, it all depends like how quickly it occurs. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Aren't there typically those mm-hmm. spirit beings that come and meet them, whether I mean, maybe they don't communicate it to, or maybe they don't realize it, but always, I think there are spirit people waiting to meet that new spirit. Yeah. Because, or even because animals. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, or okay. even Jesus or mother Mary or whoever you fell close to, or you have ancestors that are on the other side or animals that are mm-hmm. Somebody's meeting that, that spirit when it,
2: um, so one person who I did a reading for um, when, when um, their loved one crossed over, um, it was interesting because I could sense that his, his parents were there, mm-hmm. but they did not approach him. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it was someone else who was a very close family member who was there to help assist, you know, yeah. the orientation or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was because he'd had a very traumatic um, life experience with his parents, right, you know, right, and right. and that he wasn't even like he was just beginning to start dealing with that, and mm-hmm. so you know that transition, they wanted to be there because they loved him, yeah, but he wasn't in that space,
1: right, um, where right. he could
2: accept that right from the All beginning. Right. So there's a lot of um, care and consideration, I believe, as to who's there to to mm-hmm. do the handoff, mm-hmm. if that
1: makes yeah, no, that makes absolutely sense. I mean, I've had. Not so much at the moment of death, but it, it. And I will say, you know, as they, a lot of times I get um, family members that bring other family members in with them
0: during readings.
1: During readings, mm-hmm. yeah, and 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 that is to me a sign that, you know, there was one particular family member that was, mm, a bit stronger in their spirit here in the in the in the physical form and they were the ones that kind of held the the dynamic together for the family so they're the ones that br- say uh you know a young child or even a you know a brother or something they're the ones that bring them through versus them coming on their own because they're not they're not the the spirit that wants to talk doesn't feel comfortable stepping forward at the moment mm-hmm. so you know maybe an uncle or a brother or a grandfather will bring them through and then hand them off to me. So I've had that happen a couple of times. And I, it's probably kind of the same thing as far as that moment of transition. There's usually somebody there that's very profound in the spirit sense that has been that way in the family dynamic
0: mm-hmm. that's
1: helping that that process. So, mm-hmm.
0: and, and even uh, in the physical realm, there's a term called death doula. Mm-hmm. And a yeah. lot of our clients who have had sessions come to find out that's one of their gifts. Um, and it is somebody who actually in the physical realm, their spirit though, their energy, Mm -hmm. and a lot of times it's a hospital employee, they might be a nurse or something like that. So they're, or hospice care worker who's there with a lot of people who transition their, their energy sits, the physical body sits with the physical person who's passing and the energy goes across the rainbow bridge or across across the veil or however you want to say that, Mm -hmm. and then comes back. Now you on the conscious level may not realize that your energy is doing that the same way that I can travel astral travel and help heal people. And I don't realize I'm doing that in the night. Right. Um, So yeah, they're, they're actually crossing over. And and to me, that's such a sacred responsibility, a sacred gift to be able to do, Mm -hmm. you know, even working as in a physical job as a hospice care worker or in the cancer ward or pediatric ICU or whatever you do that's, um, with people who are very ill or
2: transitioning, I can't, I can't imagine. I, I really, <laughs> yeah. well, and those are the people that everybody goes, oh my God, they're just so amazing, you know, around, mm-hmm. like they just take it in stride. They just have this natural, whatever. And it's, and it's that, it's that energy.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and we have a, we have a
0: good friend whose daughter is uh, a nurse, and I know that she spent a lot of time in ICUs, mm-hmm. and so she is very sensitive. I think she's in her mid twenties, but she will actually see the beings, whether it's an angel, like you said, coming into the room yeah. uh, to help them transition, or either to help them with healing or things mm-hmm. like that, or relatives. She can see that. I can't even imagine.
2: Oh my god, being in the be hospital so
0: room and seeing the spirits who are helping helping
1: right prepare and get you know make the transition point and all that's got to be helpful
2: reassuring you know yeah well and what's you know like i don't know how anybody doesn't feel this if you've ever been around someone who alive one moment and then gone the next that that there's suddenly there's no energy emanating from the person like Mm -hmm. that is the strangest like to me the body feels all of a sudden denser than it felt before like all of a sudden it's just this like whoa you know well it because is because that lightness has left
1: there is a um there's a movie based on that and i forget the name of it now and I, it, it's if, it, if it's with will smith or not but um it's something like god don't quote me on it but it's something like like seven ounces or something like that anyway oh,
0: seven yeah. grams isn't there a Our,
1: seven grams something i don't is know, that the one but it's about it's about how dense the body becomes at death and and mm. not to be morbid but i mean in my in my previous life as you know doing search and rescue um with 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 the coast guard um yes. my very first unit that i was at the majority of what we did was search and rescue and unfortunately body recovery i didn't realize that oh yeah oh, um God. i within a within a 3 year span i've probably dealt with probably greater than two dozen bodies two dozen body recoveries uh, maybe more Mm -hmm. Um, and there is something about um, you know you can size up somebody and have a guess on what their weight is Mm -hmm. but there is an adage that says that for whatever reason a dead body weighs more
0: well there's a Phrase called dead weight.
1: Yeah. Dead weight. Like yeah.
0: when your child throws a tantrum and just
1: drops to the floor, <laughs> right. and you
0: try to pick them oh up.
1: Oh yeah. They're dead weight. And it, but it is, it's, it, there is something very interesting about that. Mm-hmm. You know, when you really kind of put it all together and you really think about it, there is something one, when the spirit leaves the body, the pure denseness of that physical aspect comes into play. Isn't
0: that interesting? Yeah. I wonder if they've ever done scientific. I, I believe
1: that's that movie. I think the, okay. movie, yeah, the movie actually plays in. But like weighing that. the body. Yeah, no, yeah, about. they have. Yeah, they, really? do yeah it they they they. So weigh. the body really weighs more. Yeah, exactly. that's yeah, yeah. Isn't
2: that weird? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. and it's so it's you know when you talk about the incredible lightness of being. Yeah, know? right. is another movie, but it's, um, but oh. it's, but it's that, it's that light. Like you just you know there are times like when you're depressed, your body feels like it weighs mm-hmm. so much, mm-hmm. and I think that's because you're not in alignment with your your higher self. And you know, so then you're into all this like dense whatever, mm-hmm. as opposed to when you are connected with your higher self, when you're in that flow. Yeah, you know, you're everything, seems, and you're just yeah, and you buoy your body up. It's just, it's really cool. So yeah, yeah. there's there's a lot of
1: stuff that's going on there. I'll do um, some research and maybe put that in the. Uh in the link below that would be in the, interesting in the description of, if i can find well, it.
2: what so, the movies i gotta write yeah, this down. Yeah, write,
1: just write that down
2: when you know so when you're looking at it as someone who's had someone crossover and this is a good timely thing to talk about because we know that you know this time of year yeah. is more of a crossing period everyone knows that that's true um, i just saw stats on that more people die in the winter than in the summer yeah
1: normally that was when at the unit that I was at, this was up in Boston. That was normally when we had the most um between Thanksgiving and New Year's and just even a little bit after New Year's. Um uh, suicide? Yeah, most suicides. Yeah. And interestingly and you know, not to get too graphic, but I mean these were these were they would there was a particular bridge and we were right near the Tobin, oh. which is one of the tallest bridges in Boston. They would never choose that bridge. They would go down to a little bridge in some little obscure creek and jump in in between the little pilings and then we'd have to retrieve them out of the pilings. So yeah, but but it was during that period. So we knew that during between Thanksgiving and Christmas, we were going to stay busy every duty night.
2: That would be really hard to stay upbeat and it, it positive was. during that. Well, well so, they had a lot of grief counselors there, yeah, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. So so what I was gonna say was, you know, that you what you're, you're to me, you know, in that grief, like there's, there's the physical presence of the person, Mm -hmm. but you have to remember that that spiritual essence is, is still with you still very much wants to be with Mm -hmm. you. Um, and, and that it's that physical that you could hug that was tangible, you know, So it's, it's in a way it's kind of like, there's almost like two different deaths occurring here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cause one is just for that physical longing of the person. Right. Um, and then the other is this whole mental aspect, um, which could be positive or negative, depending on how your relationship was with them. But I love how our minds, when someone crosses over, we tend to release for healthy reasons, a lot of that negativity. Mm-hmm. And we <laughs> tend to remember the more positive stuff, right. right. Which is, is so funny because you're like, damn, she was just complaining about what an ass he was, you know? <laughs> yeah. And now I say, hey, you don't have to deal with him anymore. And, right, you know, they're right, like, right. but he was so good to but me. No one's had I'm a saying. eulogy
0: where they said he was a big jerk, right? Yeah. They always right. come up with whatever the good things are, which is nice. You want to remember the good things, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Okay. So we digress. But, but I did want to, you know... <laughs> getting back to the guilt uh, that people feel, mm-hmm. that, like they didn't do enough, for example, or they oh, weren't yeah. in the room or yeah. whatever... Uh. You know, one thing we
1: open time or whatever it is. Yeah.
0: Or, or I didn't forgive them or I didn't make up or the last word I said before I saw him was bad or all of the things. So what we learn a lot from the pet sessions, particularly Mm -hmm. is that they don't want you to compound your grief with guilt Mm -hmm. because they don't harbor any grudges. Once they're in spirit, it's a whole new ballgame you know the physicality all of the emotions that go along with the physicality that stuff's gone they're not turning over in their graves right and they understand even though we use that phrase all the yeah, time yeah like you walk through this threshold and you under oh i'm still alive like they literally from what i've heard from reading people's experiences of ndes and stuff they're like mm-hmm. i'm alive and they're watching what's going on they're like right here with you and they're trying to knock on your whatever hey hey mm-hmm. i'm here
2: well um, I, I remember that with them when okay so the first time that i really truly experienced this was when uh, my great aunt tommy had crossed over and um my mom called me and she was so upset and she's like you have to come over and help me get everything together and so i'm driving over to her house and i have probably mentioned this on one of the other podcasts the road's really windy and um it's important to understand i'm driving down a very windy road and then in this in my mind's eye in this space, that's just kind of absent of, of color or anything. It's a void or whatever. There's Tommy, she's come to visit me. And Tommy had like a hunched over She shoulder. She was, she was turning hundred. She had a, a hunched over shoulder. She was like this and she was like this frail thing. Well, she had gotten up on some steps to get something out and had fallen. Mm. At hundred, she was doing this. And um, so she was a force to be reckoned with. She was just vibrant energy. And, um, and so she's in my mind's eye, like greeting me as I'm trying to drive down this road and she's just going, yes, like she could move (laughs) her body. And, and the thing is like, it made no sense what she was doing. Cause like you would have to stand on one leg and balance. And she was just like, you remember Charlie in the chocolate factory when they did the fizzy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. And they're floating around. Yeah.
2: She was like that. It was just like the lifting drink. Mm -hmm. Fizzy lifting drink. So she had some of that. Um, and it was the coolest thing just to see to experience the joy of that. And so I get, I mean, I had tears coming down my face, and I get to my mom's tears from laughing so hard. Yes, yes. I mean, it's like the joy joy. of the of the whole experience, the privilege of that experience. And I get to my mom's house and I said, I need you to sit down, just sit down here next to me. And I hold her hand. I said, Tommy's okay, Tommy's really good. Yeah, yeah. you know, and it just It was very, very cool to experience that. So, yeah, I mean, they're, um, so what I have felt is when they cross over, um, you know, depending on how much time's passed, there's all kinds of variables and things, but that, um, that they are, um, what was I going to say? Um, that they still experience contrast in a sense. It's not like everything's perfect mm. and, 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 vanilla and just whatever, they're still very vari- variables like, you know, it, but it's not like here mm. is what I've picked up on. Um, it right. there's cause they're still experiencing, they're still growing they're They're still exploring. Right. And I think that's a really cool thing is that you don't just go over there and then just twiddle your thumbs. Right. 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 right, right. right. You're yeah. still
0: learning and growing. Your yeah. soul has to, which brings me to another point. Mm-hmm. And that is that if the person who died, did you wrong and they know it for their soul to grow, they have to make amends yeah. still.
1: They on the, choose, even, they don't have even to. Even on the other choose. side,
0: right, right, right. Well, yeah. if they want their soul to grow, if they want to learn the lessons and to continue to grow as a soul, mm-hmm. then to process through that, they have to work through the person that they wronged. And so, you know, if somebody passes and you hated them that's the last person you want to come through in a reading, but sometimes <laughs> they're the strongest one that's going to push through <laughs> i have, have that, that happen for someone yeah. because yeah. they need for you to understand now. And they need for you. They need, they want you to know how much they love you, how much they understand now, how much they're sorry or forgive. You know, they don't have those emotions like we do here, but they understand what we're going through and they
2: want us to help them work through mm-hmm. it too. And they are yeah, and they a lot of, I mean they're trying to assist you in your healing. It's it's a right, great right 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 right. Yeah. Right. And it's um yeah, cuz I remember I was starting to this is early in the days when I just had started doing um mediumship and so I was just playing around with my friends and I was like, "Uh-oh." And I'm like, "Okay, so" <laughs> I have this gentleman here, or I said, I have this man here, going to say gentleman, because he wasn't, um, in life, and my girlfriend immediately, she just knew, and she's like, nope, nope, absolutely not, I'm, nope, we're not doing this, and so I just kind of had to go, you know, um, lots, there's a lot of characters, because I was thinking at that same time, my girlfriend, my other girlfriend who was there, her mom had come through But like every reading that I did with her, with my girlfriend present and her mom would come through, her mom would always just literally stand there and just go, oh no, you go first, dear. Like, and Letty's like, mom, I want to talk to
1: you. Right. Step forward. Right. And
2: she's just like, I'm here, you know, I'm here. And, but she was just- I'll
1: wait my turn. Yeah.
2: That's funny. Craziness. Still giving Mm -hmm. on the other side. Oh, okay. So another thing that I realized when they cross over. So when I tend to see my experience, when I see them- generally is, um, that they're at what I refer to as a holding place or a, it's, it is, it is a space that they have created or co-created with some other souls that are there. Mm -hmm. And it tends to be, it tends to be a room. Mm -hmm. And what's really interesting is the room, um, will have maybe something they're sitting on. Maybe there's, um, a chair in front of them and it's like, I'm aware that nothing else exists in the space until they choose for it to, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, okay, you can look up. Like, I know there's not a ceiling, but if you look up, you know, I'll say, well, what else is in the room? And they're like, well, I do like artwork. And then all of a sudden there'll be artwork. And a lot of times the scenery that I've seen is um, when they open the front door, then the scenery
1: fills in.
2: And a lot of time there's, um, there's water present. A lot of times I see a lake. A lot of times there's water uh, present. Um, A lot of times there's a couple of houses that you can see near them. Not always, but it's kind of like this ideal area. Um, I've I've experienced this once with um, a very religious um, person who had crossed over. And I mean, he was a deacon of his church, I discovered after I was describing Mm. all of this. Mm -hmm. And um, he and his people, who had already crossed yeah, over, yeah, yeah. they were still meeting, they were still having Bible study. Oh, neat. It was the same long room. And then I'm like, Well, now they're going fishing. Mm-hmm. Like, and and I said, It's only the men, the women, I can see her in the kitchen, and the men are going fishing. She's like, Oh my god, even in the after, because they were so they were so
1: tied together. Yeah,
2: this is the way it would be mm-hmm. that they co-created the experience, and right. they were creating that scene that that comfort for anyone else that was coming over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, there can be so many variables that it's just, and I, and okay, I'm going to share one other thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is, this is that I've experienced, um, is that, cause I've been trying to understand, like I tell people time doesn't exist over there. So like, what is it? And I've been asking, you know, right. can you please explain it to me? And so now, as I understand it is, it's, it's not like, okay, it's three months later. That person has come this far in their healing Mm -hmm. of of their life experience. It's that they've simply shifted their, their perspective. So like, you know, at this point, when we're checking in, they are still processing Mm -hmm. the the intense pain they went through or whatever it was. And so somebody comes back to me six months later and I'm like, you know, well, it's not that six months has passed and now it's a better time to talk to them. It's that they've they've grown or changed. Well, they've yeah, they've shifted from this understanding to this new perspective. Right. So for them, it's not time that's passed; it's simply a perspective shift.
1: Right. It's just because
2: yeah, I was trying to understand what the yeah that's that's the difference. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, a lot of things uh, that we know about the afterlife and mm-hmm. the crossover point has come from people who have had an NDE. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't watched the show with Kimberly May uh, recent, recent interview that we did here on the podcast, she talked about her NDE. Um, but what I've understood is that, like you said, you're going to create whatever you expect. Mm-hmm. So if you are a fundamentalist Christian and you have an NDE, then you may meet Jesus, or you might go to some heavenly place and meet the angels and or the pearly gates. Or hellish for, experience. Right. Or if you feel that you, yeah. um, yeah, if you have that Christian background and you feel like you weren't doing what you were supposed to, uh-huh. or that you, did something that was unforgivable, yeah, you might have an experience of what you would call hell because you create that. My understanding is as though there are all of your guides and all of these beings are still working with you Mm -hmm. to disassemble that understanding so that you can see the bigger picture because they don't want, there is no hell. They don't want you to suffer through this hell of your own creation forever. So they Mm -hmm. gently keep sending this love and understanding to help you you yeah. De- decompress or it's, decompose as that.
1: you're, as you're talking about that. And as you're describing all that and you're talking, you know, Samantha, you were this, this kind of this room, this white room kind of thing, you know, mm-hmm. or this nothing, right? Yeah. What comes to mind is the, the, the first matrix, right. You know, where Neo <laughs> steps in, he takes the, the, the pill. And then all of a sudden they're in this, in the construct mm-hmm. and there's nothing there.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Right.
1: There's absolutely nothing there until, well, you know, Uh, they create it. Morpheus brings it in because that's what, that's what needs to be there. So you feel like Mm -hmm. you're part of something, the TV comes in or the chair comes in or, and it starts to fill in the reality point of, Mm -hmm. you know, of what you're creating. So you are in essence creating a new existence because when you transition you're, you, you, slip away from a physical existence that you're in, that you've created. You've slipped in now into a space that there is nothing. So you now have to create something. I don't want to say as a memory, but to have that. Have an experience. Right. Have an experience. 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 Yeah. 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 Until, you know, and, and you can say that, that, that point, that holding point, that holding space whatever you want to call it.
2: It's like getting your feet wet. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. And yeah. so that's why I think at times it is difficult to, um, you know, to communicate with those that have transitioned immediately. You know, there has to, you know, some say seven months, some say longer, some say shorter.
2: I, I say at least three months, but yeah. th- that's to honor the, the grieving, grieving <laughs> the grieving process. Yeah. Right.
1: And, and some people get, some people get through the grieving very quickly and they want to get communicating. But I think there's a part of that, that you know mm-hmm. spirit is creating their environment
0: getting used to it. getting yeah. in, getting used yeah. to it
1: and so they need some time to adjust and get familiar with the new surroundings and new you know get acclimated mm-hmm. and then you can you know you can communicate but it might be a little
0: and not always know. not always right. sometimes if they had a contract with that person to help
2: from the other yeah, side yeah. then they, they're immediately right there helping. yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah. true yeah well and and like you guys reach out to the higher self. So often Mm -hmm. I've done that a couple of times in mediumship where, excuse me, the person who's crossed over, um, it's, it's still so recent Mm -hmm. or, or they had such a tragic, you know, crossing or, or life that they're just processing. And, um, and so I've been connected to the higher self. Yeah. So I always tell people, you know, if you do this too soon after they've crossed over, you know, I will do my, like, I won't do it if it's right. three months within three months. Yeah. Um, But I'm like, we can still do a successful, you know, channeling here, but understand that I may be connecting with the higher self. And if I connect with the higher self, that person's higher self. Yeah. It's going to sound um, less intimate. Well, the personality it's, is no longer there. Yeah. It's, it's, yes. they're talking from, well, right. this individual in this lifetime was here to learn this yeah. instead right. of, you know, right. yeah, I was there and I wanted to. It's, it's, so it's impersonal sounding. Right. Yeah. Um,
1: yep. That's exactly so right. You
2: want to give it a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
0: The other interesting thing about death, and we did allude to this in the, the interview with Kimberly is that there are within your contract, often mm-hmm. several exit points. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So you might set up these different points at which you're like, Hey, uh, I might want to be taken out in my thirties. If things aren't going well and maybe we'll scratch and start over. Mm-hmm. Or then again, it I'll might 50s, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or then in my seven, you know, you have a couple of possible and you might experience an accident or something like that. You go up and you decide with your team, Hey, you really have these things that you wanted to accomplish, go ahead and and go back. Okay, Absolutely. I won't go. <laughs> and what we're understanding, you know, most of the time when I hear NDEs, they're like, it's not your time, go back, it's not your time. And it's like you're being forced to go back. But I think, it's a, yeah, you're I tears. think really what's happening is they're showing you what your contract was, what you wanted to yeah. accomplish. Mm-hmm. And you can still choose to stay there. But when you get to the other side, and you're reevaluating your life, and you're gauging that against your contract and what you wanted to accomplish. Mm-hmm. I think it's just that you'll regret and you'll come back. Like we had a 70 year old client who developed breast cancer. And when we first started yeah, doing the channeling yeah, and she know. came and she had, you know, she was a, a psychic medium and she had done it through all of the hard 40, years, 50
1: years worth of work back
0: when people ridiculed and didn't, they're not as open as, as they are no. now. Right. Yeah. So she was tired and she developed breast cancer and she's arguing with her higher self and guides and like, <clears throat> I don't want to do this. You know, I'm tired. I am done. What? And they told her mm-hmm. you will come right back. If you choose to not treat this or not do anything about it, or to let yourself just go ahead and transition. It's too early. You still have a few things you wanted to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And it's not that you have to, it's just that I know yeah. you the higher self is saying, like, I know that when you get here, you're going to be like, damn it, damn it. Yeah. 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 Damn it, I only had a few more. I could have gotten this done or whatever. Well, and
1: yeah, it, so it's not that you're forced, it's just that. Well, it's, it is, I think, you know, those, those moments, and it's, I don't think for every NDE, but I think it is a great perspective changer, right? You know, so you, you might be at a place in your existence where you've contracted a point that you're going to have an NDA, NDE <laughs> because you're so mired down in the, you know, the everyday. That you lose sight of what you're actually here to do.
2: Good It's like point. being called yeah. in from the sidelines yeah. to the sidelines, so yeah. that they can. Good go point, yeah. right? So right? You
1: yeah. Go through this tragic event, and now you're now you're pulled out, and you get to see everything, right? Just for a moment, you get to see. Oh, oh, that's why. That's yeah. why. All right, cool. I'm back in. You know, coach, throw me back in, right? You right, right, know right. that kind of thing.
2: Yeah. If only and- we could retain that
0: information. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But, but, but
0: sometimes it, they do. And sometimes they yeah, don't. Yeah. Sometimes people have an NDE they don't remember anything Yeah. Um, or very little.
1: Right. But I think it is a perspective. I think that's really what a lot of it is, is a perspective changer. It, it, it changes because from I would say for most and I don't listen to a lot of people who have had NDEs. I mean, only a few. But my takeaway from listening to them is from that point on, mm-hmm. their entire life has changed. I mean, whether they, whether they accept the NDE or not, or whether they, you know, believe in what took place at the fundamental level, their life has changed. They've done, they've done, they've gone on to do great things in their life. And, and it's only by that, that purview of their, you know, their existence and and putting it all into perspective. Do they really understand that? So,
2: well, and okay, so. I think two things on that one, um, that when I'm, when I'm just doing an intuitive counseling Mm -hmm. session, Mm -hmm. um, the one thing that I've gotten so many times from those who've crossed over Mm -hmm. is the regret of not staying in the game, doing what they needed to do. And so I'm forever telling my clients, you know, what is that thing that seems so hard? What is so challenging? I'm like, yeah. everything about my practice is healing. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that's what all this pretty much is about. It's like, just realize that meet that, whatever that thing is head on or, or heal, whatever that is that's going on inside of you, let go of those regrets or those um, things holding you back, tying you down or whatever, because if you, you know, crossover, you're going to sit there and you're going to look at that stuff and just go, why didn't I deal with that? Why didn't I do that? You know, like you don't, and it's weird because you don't have that same weightiness of regrets over there, Right. but, but right. you do look back on your life and you analyze it and say, well, what didn't I learn? What would, what did I accomplish? And what didn't I learn that I want to go back? And yeah. right. So, you know, I'm always encouraging people to, yeah to jump in and do that. I can't remember Good what now. the second thing was. There was a second thing. Um, you were asking about, oh, oh, I know the other one, um, was that I I've had this a couple of times in um, readings where I can, um, I can see, this is for someone who's crossed over that I've looked into this, that I can see several exit points. Um, and so I, generally I can see up to five Oh, wow. Well. Okay. So I, I don't think that everybody plans five. Yep. It's just the ones that I've done so far. I I've seen up to five. Wow. Um, and it seems like the majority of times there's a couple when they're younger and that's, you know, if they, if things shift is, this is my understanding from talking to the mm-hmm. the spirit, um, the soul is that if things shift, um, for what they plan to come in and learn, they can just exit out real quick. Um, that's not what all, uh, what is it? Crib death experiences are some, like we Mm. discussed in that other podcast, Mm -hmm. they're just coming in to experience real quickly and leave, you know, for all kinds of myriad reasons. But anyway, um, so there are times when like, I can tell the person, Nope, this, this was their, their final door. This was the door. Like, this was it. There wasn't Mm. going like, because the person's feeling guilty and they're like, you know, if only I had been there and she hadn't slipped and fallen. And I'm like, no, no, no. This was meant to happen. This was the point that she, that they had planned to step out of this lifetime. No
1: matter, no matter how much, Mm -hmm. how much anybody else around them, if they would have known or whatever to, to help, you know, it wasn't going to happen. It still would happen. Yeah. Yeah. It just would happen.
2: And then the other scenario is where I can see it's like um, the third or the fourth doorway and they've had some tragic thing happen, whether it's cancer or they've been yeah. in a car accident or whatever. And they they had a counseling session. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't an NDE thing, but they had a um some kind of a session where it was put to them. You can take this doorway or you can continue on to the next doorway, but understand you, you know, this is the amount of stuff that you'll accomplish you, that you'll be able to right. accomplish during that period of time. So I mean, they will say they could have held on and to be there with the family members but they weren't accomplishing anything more in the lifetime yeah. and it was going to be at a great cost like oh. pain and so forth yeah. wow and so they elected to go through that doorway and yeah. they want that soul you know the the sitter to understand that it, it was their choice yeah yeah yeah
1: right right and right.
2: i just thought that's very sensitive of them to like i mean that's uh,
1: well, that's the experience that i had interesting. With, that's that's and i may have shared this before on 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 one of the earlier podcasts but that's the experience i had with my grandmother and on her passing so i was i was in kuwait i was doing some uh, government contracting work in kuwait and it was so what christmas-ish of 2009 and um but i already had i already had the i'll say the foretelling um Earlier in 2009, when I was taking the contract and knowing I knowing I was going overseas, going over to the Middle East, mm-hmm. my grandmother was in good health. Although she was 93, I mean, she's you know she was up there, but I mean, strong as an ox, you know, good, good, and good health. Um, but I knew once I agreed to that contract, there was something inside it, and I think I even mentioned it to you that something's going to happen to grandma. So anyway, so yeah, it's the, I, I just knew that something tragic was going to happen. And, mm-hmm. and um, so I get overseas and it was around the, the, the end of the year that I get a call, Hey, um, from the red cross that you need to come home immediately because your grandmother, um, I got the word that she had passed. Well, she hadn't passed at that point. <laughs> I I didn't know that. So I was scrambling. I got to the airport. I called my mother and she said, well, no she's still with us but she's you know very close and um uh you know we will uh, and i said okay fine that's you know i'll i'll be home as soon as i can and i gave her roughly time. i said i'll call you when i get on the plane or when i'm getting on the plane so there was about a 6 hour difference uh between the time that i had called and the time i was getting on the plane i called and as soon as my mother picked up she was sobbing
2: mm-hmm.
1: i could hear my my aunt in the background she was sobbing and all all my mother could utter out is, she just passed. She just passed. And there was that moment of instant grief, but then instantly what what came in over the top of that was peace Mm. and calm and knowing that my grandmother knew that she needed this. She needed the knowing that I was on my way home Like, okay, it's, I'm getting on the plane. Okay, now I can pass. And, and it was so that I wouldn't see her in that final state. So I would have a memory of what I saw of her when I left, Mm -hmm. not of her passing.
0: Plus that you would be home. And that would be home to
1: to secure and and comfort my mother, my aunt and, you know, and, and, and the rest of the family. So it, so even in, even because I was very, very close to my grandmother, um, she knew that, okay, I'm going, this is where I'm going to, you know, open the door and cross over was the point at which I know you're getting on the plane and you're going to be home in mm-hmm. 10 hours, you know, mm-hmm. or, yep. or 12 hours.
2: And I know there's a lot of people listening to this who they've had those same experiences. Yeah, like that absolutely that that, that synchronicity yeah. of timing, that knowingness, that mm-hmm. you know, yes, yeah. I think that's really fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. I can know. Right. There's just so much about death. And I guess
0: I one of the what's oh, what? that?
2: I know I wanted to mention we did want to one. mention one more thing. Yeah. So there was um there one thing, and it's kind of like a public service announcement. <laughs> I always mm. tell my clients this that um so if you've got someone who um who is older and you know they're they're experiencing some kind of a brain fog you dementia, know, or- dementia alzheimers um that um when they start telling you that so and so's in the room or they start mm-hmm. reliving certain experiences or whatever you know the tendency for us is to correct their reality no 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 grandma that person's already passed no that mm-hmm. don't you remember this and The thing is their reality, the timeline they're experiencing, whatever it is, is so real to them Mm -hmm. and it's, and it's meaningful and it's occurring for a reason. It's not just, I don't think it's just random. And so when you sit there and you invalidate what they're experiencing there, you know, they're there, they already know when they have the clear moments, they know that they have a very um, intangible relationship with reality that it's already very very scary, like the world is turned on them. So when they're in that state and they're experiencing something that's very real to them, and you say no, it's not real, yeah. then they reality just dissolves. Like, and that's why it, it, my understanding is that's why they're so shocked, and that's why that doesn't. I'm not addressing like the anger aspect and yeah, yeah, yeah. how they go like. Yeah, yeah. That's a whole other thing. It's just you know the people that they see and who who's visiting them and sure. the experiences that they're having that. You well, know, it's just, not just to validate their reality. That is true for
0: them. Yes. Because our guys have said that people who have Alzheimer's and dementia, they're spending a lot of time out of the body. Yes. They're back and forth and back and forth. Yes. That's why you see kind of a vacant look because they're off traveling and visiting with those folks who are preparing to greet them. And mm-hmm. they're okay.
2: Like, yeah. they are yeah, yeah, yeah. okay yeah. to be in that state. Like, what a beautiful state to be in. It's right. just that it's they're jarring confident. when they come back into the physical body and it's like,
1: Ugh, I don't want to be here.
2: Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and it, I mean, it was yeah. so much more pleasant on, yeah. you know, being with these people and to not it's be strange. confined like by the body. Like
1: you're, well, you know, she was up there to, yeah. you know, doing this. It's, it's, mm-hmm. they're coming out of the physical body because the physical body is to a point at which it just not can't, can't sustain itself so when they can travel out travel out of it they're just enjoying the hell out of it and then they go back into this
0: and if they come back in and tell you that that's what they're experiencing that's sacred conversation so ask them about that the same way that you would with your child right right right. ask them who did you see what are you experiencing how are they yeah (laughs) and 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 next time
2: can you ask them this like encourage them to seek more information out even you know like make it, make it like something really, really cool. Record the information, you know, you never know like what will come up. Um, the other thing is like, when I do check in with someone who's crossed over, um, I will pick up on that haziness, like that brain fog, you know, and it's, and it's interesting to like, be like, okay, I can't really get this, you know? And I'm like, did they have dementia or something like that? You know? And, and so that's really cool to kind of,
1: to me, it's like a it's like a out of tune radio radio channel. It's, oh, really? It's, yeah, it gets real staticky, and um, I know I'm connecting, but the information is is very you know it's 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 blurred. It's like um, because like for me, it's like a, a a movie reel that's going by very very fast, and I have to pull those snippets up. This is like a movie reel that has static on it, and I can't quite see the pictures at first, mm-hmm. and so then I know that okay, we right near the end, then we've had some sort of cognitive you know mm-hmm. impairment that that was that was you know is washing over so that's the validation once the validation takes place
2: then, you have then the it conversation. gets crystal, right yeah. then it gets crystal
1: clear and we're we're yeah. in so yeah. yeah
2: i wanted yeah, yeah i want to make sure people understood that they're yeah. never still in that state the only time that i've experienced someone still like still in a state um it was a someone close a family member yeah. who um had gone through a lot of trauma in their lifetime and they just needed to be shut down like not communicating, you know, with, with us jumping in going, Hey, what's happening, you know? Right. Um, And they just needed time to process, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's the only time, and that's still not a negative state of being, Oh no, I've had that happen with another client as well. And I remember explaining to them, it's, it's okay because You know, like you were saying, Allison, they're being checked in on that. Like people will cut souls will come and sit with them, literally Mm -hmm. just sit with them Mm Yeah, because they're holding a higher vibrational space and they're waiting for them to go, Oh, okay. I'm, I'm done with this. I'm ready to now move into this. And so they don't have to convince them. They don't have to drag them along. They Mm -hmm. just hold, hold space. Space, Literally. It's very cool. It is.
0: There's so much to talk about with regard to this topic, but I think some of the takeaways you know, grief is personal, Yep. but get help. If you need it, there's a lot of help out there. Mm-hmm. Um, mediumship can be one way and don't compound the grief with guilt. Yeah. Um, everything yeah. is okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, and sure. if
0: you guys have had experiences with this type of thing, with Alzheimer's in, if you have information about your own family members, or mm-hmm. if you're feeling this call to be a death doula, I know there's some other names for that,
1: but yeah, there's a couple
0: different names. But there is actually training on mm-hmm. death doula, if if you're interested in that, or if you've had That's instances in hospice care, or you're a nurse, or something like that. Share uh, what you've experienced about that, and how do you understand death? What does that look like? Um, but thank you for yeah. joining us on on this episode, and until next time,
2: see, see ya.